Hi, this is Joe from I Secretly Recorded My Boyfriend podcast, and you are listening to the Love Island cast. Right, welcome everyone to another episode of Love Island Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all our listeners out there. Welcome to the Love Island Cast, the show where the only thing that's worse than the jokes is the songs and the singing. (laughs) (laughs) Now, today we have a very special guest with us, so we have... Joe from I Secretly Recorded My Boyfriend podcast. So welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you very much for having me. Now, I just happened to be listening to your podcast the other week and you you let slip that you're a big Love Island fan. Clearly, your boyfriend, who still doesn't know he's being recorded, isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I was intrigued. Where did you, where does your story start with Love Island and, and jumping on this uh, I, juggernaut, um... it seems? Yeah, and it does seem to be that way, doesn't it? I did not, I don't think I saw the first couple of series, but I heard a lot of people talking about it. And I thought, I've got to get involved in this because everybody's blooming loving it. And so I got involved at the Kem and Amber series. I can't remember which series that was, but that was my first um, dabble into the villa, as it were. That's uh, series three, that Joe. And welcome to yeah, the show. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think with Love Island, it's a phenomenon that shouldn't work. It's ridiculous, but I absolutely fucking love it. So it, it's great that we have someone else who's as passionate about it on the show. And obviously, Dave now has just gone full 560, as Tommy would say. He's an absolute turncoat from what he felt at the start of this. Uh, oh, podcast. my God. You can hear Dave every week turning, turning. Every episode, <laughs> he loves it a little bit more, but he dare tell us he does. I know. I, I just I, I was being called out, but I kind of had to call myself out because I, I listen back and, and kind of critique what we've done. And it's like, hang about. I was listening to myself and I was passionately talking about the show. And it, it was it was literally listening back. I was like, oh, I, I can't call myself a critic, a, a, a cynic anymore. So, yeah, now I'm as all in as anyone else. Hey, Dave, are you at the stage where you hate yourself for loving it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think, you know, but I've gone from, you know, really loving it and you kind of wish your life away, don't you? You're kind of willing that nine o'clock time to come along. But, you know, the first look kind of gets me through there and a little bit of chatter on, through the day as well. So, yeah, and I, I still don't know if I actually like anyone in the villa, <laughs> but I do love the drama. Yeah, I, I think Joe. To be fair, I think he actually hates me more than he hates the show because I got him into it. So <laughs> you, you're like my pusher, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> he said it many a time. Some of the stuff he said, even though we do swear on this podcast, is I couldn't even repeat it. What he said about me. Now, <laughs> now, Joe, I'm interested. What What are some of the highlights you think from this season? Um. Well, I, for me. It ch- everything changed the minute Maura came on the scene. Um, I don't know yet whether I like her, whether I'd want to be friends with her, but she is a diamond on this show. Without it, without her, 
And I think she knows what she's doing. But without her, I don't think this series would be very good at all, if I'm honest. No, I agree. And I think that's a good place to start, actually, if you don't mind, Joe, because Tom is an absolute bellend, and he's an absolute <laughs> liar. And he, the more that lad talks and he gets pushed into a corner, the, he makes it so much worse for himself. I know, obviously, he got voted off last night, but what an absolute idiot from that episode last night. He's a tool, isn't he? Like, he's like, when he said something last night, something about... I just don't know if I have lied. And I thought, yeah, I don't, I don't think you do know if you've lied. He is coming to oh, 100% stay in that villa at all costs with anybody who would have him because he wants a magazine deal at the end. Most of them do, not criticising that. But he's got nothing to offer. He hasn't got anything to give us. Nope. You know, the phrase that comes to mind is, I can tell you're lying because your lips are moving. So, I mean, I'd called him out. I thought uh, there was something about him that just came across as that real lying scumbag. And genuinely, you might be right. He might have just been doing anything he could to stay in the villa. But I can't help but feel that's just his standard standard modus operandi. You know, that's just the way he operates. And he creates... You've got to remember that before um, he got with Mora, he actually liked is it Elmer who went Elmer. He, he was all in wasn't he and then uh, you know we didn't really we didn't see him talking to really any other of the girls I think he just paired up with Maura because she had showed an interest and it was it was the past the least resistance really wasn't it agreed and I think she she's done herself no end of good by last night dumping him proving that she knew she'd be single afterwards and she that might mean she was going to leave the villa, but she was prepared to dump him anyway because he wasn't the right man for her. And I liked that because I think they're all, I don't think any of them like each other. I don't think any of them <laughs> love each other. I think they just want to stay in the villa, but because they don't fancy anyone else, they've got to stay with who they're with right now. I agree. Even, even you think Amy, you know, she seems to be picking out wedding dresses, doesn't she? She is a woman that makes me embarrassed to also be a woman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to hate because she's probably lovely. So I don't want to go down the, I hate her, but I don't like her right now. I'm just embarrassed for how she's thrown herself at this man who clearly will not be with her out of the villa. Yet she's clinging on, clinging on. And one of the highlights of last night's episode, I don't know whether we're moving on to this in a bit, but one of the highlights for me of last night's episode was her face when she wasn't in the top three couples. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy, were they? No, well, I agree with both of you there. She definitely thought that 50K was going to be buying for a wedding ring, a nice car, everything. And when she was in the end, she's thinking, oh, shit. Because I've said to Dave on this show, I said... She genuinely believes, I think, in her head that her and Curtis are this season's Danny and um, Jack. I genuinely mm. believe that. And, and I said today, because Dave never watched the other series, as he's mentioned, she is fucking deluded. Absolutely. She's just got <laughs> horrible. She, she, unfortunately, it's like you say, she could be lovely and she might just be very insecure and very, uh, you know, she could have been hurt in the past like Yawanda. I wasn't a fan of hers, but I felt like she'd been scorned somewhere along the line to make her so defensive. But with Amy, it, unfortunately, the way they're editing it, she looks like she's just playing a game completely from the start. This sanding out a grease act she's playing she just wore off very, very quickly. 
<laughs> Agreed. Now the thing about her trying to be Jack and Danny, think about the thing about them both trying to be Jack and Danny is that I never liked Jack and Danny as a couple, but as individuals, they were quite nice people. I always felt, but I don't know what Amy's giving us. I don't know. She's not even, I don't even go, oh, she's nice. I just don't know what I feel about her. She's kind of, uh, I mean, right back to episode one, I'd call bullshit on the fact that she's never had a boyfriend. And in the diary room, she's saying to Curtis, uh, she's saying to us, you know, when's Curtis going to ask me to be a, his girlfriend? I'm like, so so does Curtis not count as a boyfriend either? You know, so I do not know what's going on in her head. But a half-boyfriend, a half-boyfriend, remember. Yeah, what does that mean? You know, so I, I just think I, I, she's obviously had relationships in the past, but she's making this thing of not being in relationships before as an excuse to, you know, excuse all of her poor behavior before that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I'm not a fan. There's no chance of them winning. No chance at all. No, exactly. And one thing I would like to discuss, guys, as well, is let's be honest here. They talk the talk in this house, boys and girls, but there's no such thing as girl code or guy code because every fucker is just grassing each other up. And Tom, literally, and Lucy were getting thrown under that bus last night. It was just like, Lucy said this about thinking she'd go for it and then pass it on. And everyone was running around the villa telling and I was like, oh my God, I thought just one of you say girl code or guy code. I thought you can all piss off because nobody is adhering to any sort of code other than trying to shit stir it. Because that spoon last night was just going in every single conversation. <laughs> and what I, I loved about last night as well was that usually like when they've been like dobbing each other in, as I would say, it, it, there's at least been 10 minutes in between. Last night, it was seconds and they were running <laughs> off with somebody else. <laughs> you know, I, I think my favorite bit, I mean, I have not worn to Jordan one bit apart from last night because I kind of like, you know, how he just, he was asked by Tom, you know, what did you say? And he was like, well, Maura asked me and I, I couldn't lie. <laughs> So, you know, if, if that was Tom, he would have wriggled and, he, you know, he'd have believed himself that he didn't say that at all. But Jordan was like, no, no, told her straight up. <laughs> I'm so glad Tom's gone. He didn't give me anything. No, he didn't. And I, it was like Arabella. I knew straight away she was going to go as well, Joe. Yeah, genuinely, as soon as that vote come up, I thought, well, they're going to bottle it and they're not going to pick like Anna, who I think should have gone probably, Anna and Jordan, really. They're not, I just it was not, I don't know about yourself, but I was not comfortable with the way her and Amber reacted the other day. I just thought that was, mm-hmm. when, when she was doing that, bye, bye. I was like, you need mm-hmm. to go. That was terrible. My wife was going mental. She's like, that is so rude. And, and I understand what they were doing. They were defending you, Andy. I'm not saying Danny was a perfect because he wasn't, but my God, I, I think, Every time there's a bit of conflict, Anna's there just prodding and poking in the background. And it upsets me a bit because I liked her. She was my favourite girl uh, initially. I felt sorry for her when the other bloke had to leave, of which I can't remember his name. Sharif, yeah. That's him. I felt really sorry for him. totally wasn't doing anything in the jacuzzi, was just (laughs) (laughs) got voted off for Yep. <laughs> I felt sorry for her. So I was really glad that she found somebody else. And I really liked her. I thought she's a girl's girl. She's a nice, she's a bit older than the other. So she's a little bit more mature. And then the last few episodes, you're right. Have let, she's let me down. She's yeah. really let me down. 
She was a favourite of mine, to be honest, Joe, as well. At the start, I did say to you during the day, that was, I thought she, was, she seemed really nice and genuine. And I understand it's a pressure cooker of a show, so you're only getting snippets. It's sometimes some of the things they show are completely out of context, but some of the stuff we've seen this week, she's just literally reacted like very, very childish. I mean, Amber and Michael, I don't know what, where that come from last night, but my word, that Michael was having none of it. And then he was apologising, and I'm thinking... I'm not sure. He was a bit prickly with her. And I'm not doing guy code defending all the guys here, Joe. I'm not. But I was thinking, I couldn't work out what he'd done. It just, and then he was apologising. But then she was proper. And I was laughing, thinking my wife's a bit like that. She will not have any mess. If I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong. And, and she was having none of it, Amber. She was like, no, you must impress me to get my good books again. You know, so, She so doesn't speak like that, Chris. No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know she doesn't. But the way she was reacting was that very like, I'm a queen. You must, you know... Respect. It was very funny the way she did it, and I thought Michael's in the deep trouble now. What do you think of that that pairing, Joe? There's something about Amber that I hope that as she gets older, without wanting to patronise, I hope that as she gets older, she just calms down a little bit because I, I do see glimpses of. She, this is all bravado. She is not really like this, but she doesn't know how else to act right now and she doesn't know how to let her barriers down and all of that and she's found a guy that I think she likes but she's frightened to death so barriers are up she's defending herself all the time she's all she's always wanting a little cat fight with everybody but I, there's something about her that I go mm, I think she might be nice in five years do you know what I mean <laughs> you yet. just have to put in the time yes maybe yeah I don't and he He's gone. He never liked her from the start. They weren't even talking to each other for five episodes. He's gone for her because, again, like I said earlier, he needs somebody to stay in the villa. And I don't think there's an attraction with anybody else. She's beautiful and gorgeous, but he ain't going to be in a relationship with her. But he needs to be now to stay in the villa. And I absolutely believe they are all playing that game this series I agree with Joe I, I totally I'm totally with it as someone who's been there from the start and obviously Joe you've got like this is your third season in and I was all over the Love Island Australia last year in that talk about it kicking off that went off every episode if you do get chance later on it comes on ITVB later on the sheet it's fantastic that that just there's no old bad on that one but you are correct like Danny and Jack last year they were together really Dave because no one would pick them and they sort yeah. of ended up being the last or second to last pick. And then for some reason, because of the ge- geography of where they lived and having certain things in common, it just worked. And they did. They were very, very genuine. And I agree with you there, Joe. When they were together, it felt like brother and sister. It never felt like there was a, there was, there was a love thing there. But as the episodes grew, their characters came across. They were nice, genuine people. They weren't, Jack wasn't ripped up or anything. He was just a normal-looking lad. He was a good-looking guy. He, he wasn't into the gym or anything. He was just into, like, he was into Danny, and, and they were just inseparable, weren't they? He tried to throw his girlfriend in in the last series, Casa like, Amor, as we're going up to that this weekend. That didn't work. Everything just worked for him, and sadly, they're not together. But with everyone else in this year... I can't honestly see. We, me and Dave and, and Aisha, who's been on a couple of times, have said that we were championing Michael and Amber at one point. They seemed the most genuine, and, and some of the guests who 
Uh, so our listeners message saying, I think they're coasting. Uh, Robert uh, messaged in and said that. So I think you need that sort of shake-up just to see, because I think, these, like you've said, the magazine deals and the TV shows and the ITV2 spin-offs that Chris, uh, Chris and Kem got and stuff like that previously, they're worth a lot of money. They can literally retire on that. So they've got to stay as long as they can because they're in the general public subconscious. But this is what they're playing for this year. I'm getting so angry. We're not even watching it now. This is what they're playing for this year. They're playing for magazine deals and they're playing for TV shows. And and that's why it's all coming across like there's not one genuine person who gives a toss about love. <laughs> but but according to Molly May and Tommy, you know they they're just in there there for the experience, and uh, you know the fifty k is just an inconvenient byproduct, isn't it? And the fame and all of that, you know, she she was really put out, wasn't it? Savage, savage, she kept saying. <laughs> yeah, well, but the public are right. She's not right for him. Let me tell you right now, she I, ain't right for him. I kind of thought that little date that they had, though, on the horses, again, I think it was a stroke of genius to put Tommy on the smaller horse and, you know, her <laughs> on the bigger horse. And she was, she was saying, wasn't she? She was like, oh, I feel really bigger than you. You know, <laughs> as if she's like put some high heels on or something. No, it's because you're on a massive fuck-off horse. So <laughs> I, I thought that was that was brilliant. And I did kind of warm to them. I haven't been bought into her. There's something about her. But... No, I thought that was pretty sweet. I feel feel like the horse date yesterday was the first time she's acted vaguely human. (laughs) 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 Now there's a compliment for you, Molly May. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Molly May. Sorry. No, no, it's funny actually, uh, guys, because I know a couple of the guys I work with know Tommy really, really well. He trained him for rugby and everything, and like he, he said. He's one of the nicest, most genuine lads. I was talking to him yesterday about him. They said he's a lovely lad. His family are lovely. He's grand. He's mom. Honestly, what you see on the TV is what you get. He's been like that since he was a kid. He doesn't cause trouble or anything. I know he's a boxer now and that. So, but genuinely, he's one of the most respectful people. So they've actually said a few times, like watching it because they know him. They've said like, "What is that girl he's doing with?" It doesn't seem at all in character he doesn't fit with his persona and that it's very strange the way he is but again obviously there's so much at stake you've just got to keep going and I genuinely believe Lucy and him have got a real connection me too me too and I don't think we're seeing half of it either you know no no not at all not at all and I think what annoyed me the other day Joe and obviously correct me if I'm wrong is we um, me and David talked about it we had the incident with Joe where he was a raving and he, as you said before I, Joe is the same with the with lads and, and men. Is the fact that he gives us a bad name because that sort of controlling psychopath tendencies that he was doing with Lucy was not right, and I don't condone it. He was we were so glad that he left. But Molly May had done that slightly with Tommy in respect to Lucy, sort of telling him what to do. Don't do, you know, you, you can't do. I don't want you going near. And it's like, but you can't do that. You can't put restrictions on somebody. And I felt it was a slight double standard in some respect because there wasn't the uproar. Yeah, no. Well, that's always going to be the case. That's that's the the crazy world. But there's always there's always double standards throughout the whole series. Like, and specifically with Molly May, it's absolutely okay for her to do whatever she wants with whoever she wants. But at the minute Tommy does anything she doesn't like, she forgets how she's treated him. And I don't think she's treated him fairly 
at all. Because remember, she only really liked him when there was a threat of him going off with Maura. She didn't even give, she didn't care for him at all. She was treating him badly. There was a threat of him going off with somebody else who I think he's more suited to. And and suddenly, oh, there's bloody hell to pay. And (laughs) nobody was allowed to treat her like that. And they forget how they've been treating, how the women have been treating the men too in there. Yeah, absolutely. She was only really interested and she went full on psycho, didn't she? But she was deliberating about Anton and Danny before that, you know, and Tommy. And and she sort of, you could see there was a sexual attraction there, but, but not a lot else. And I think this Casa Amor might just test those two. I, I could see Molly May remaining faithful you know, not not really entertaining it. Now they are where they are. But the thing that I kind of don't like, but I do like about Tommy, as soon as a pretty girl walks in, especially a pretty new girl walks in, is just boyish face just lights up, doesn't he? <laughs> you know, he's just like, he's like a kid in a sweet shop. So I can see him doing another few five sixties wherever that ends up, you know, in facing. I have to say I'm a bit worried about Casa Amor because I think... I'm worried it's going to be a bit dull. I'm worried that they're all going to go, no, I've got to stay with my partner, otherwise I'll get kicked out. And I, I'm just worried that they're all going to pretend that they're in love and nothing juicy is going to happen. So when you said that about, you know, everyone's going to say I'm in a relationship, my mind went straight away to Curtis. I, I think he mm. will absolutely play that line. No, I'm coupled up, I'm coupled up, arms folded and whatever. But, you know, last night when he's sort of, stood in between Tom and Maura having that argument was the most extreme kind of intrusive negotiating I've seen him do. And so there's a lot of people split. A lot of people think he is just that nice guy, but for us, I think he's, he's overstepping his mark, you know, trying to play that game. So I'm just interested what with, you think. I think he's gone in there with this will be my role this is how I will act in this situation. I will be the dad of the group. None of them will vote me out. I'll choose the weakest, but most vulnerable girl. And she <laughs> won't vote me either. I'm so terrible. I'm not a bitch, really. But this is what I believe he's done. And I think he's playing that role very well because Amy ain't going to dump him. And everybody else thinks he's wonderful. So I think he's doing a good job. But I think that's one of the reasons why Cassara Moore could potentially be dull because the only people that might pull are the people who haven't got anyone anyway, like Maura, Danny might couple up with somebody for the sake of, of staying in the show. And I don't, I can't see anyone splitting. Can you, Chris? What, what about Anton though? Is uh, sorry, Chris. What about Anton? <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to be like a whirling dervish, isn't he? Surely, you know, you got all these new women in there. He's going to, his head's going to spin off. So, I mean, what do you reckon, Chris? Uh, yeah, I think Anton's going to be wearing his spray-on pants. Then white pants are definitely coming out. And the only thing I'm worried about is that he's going to start giving all the new lads advice how to get. With the- <laughs> when they come into the house properly, because there is a point where everyone comes together, Dave. I'm pretty sure that he might couple with one of the girls, but he'll probably give someone advice how to get with the girl he's with if he's with anyone. And I, I think, Joe, don't put yourself down there saying that, you know, you're not always a bit... I'm pretty sure that me and Dave are bitches. When it comes to this show, we bitch about everyone. <laughs> got our own Love Island podcast, for Christ's sake. We've got exactly. Be, you? You're looking damn right. You know, we, we are the guy people in glass houses and stuff. You know, we're definitely the ones. But, but, but genuinely, 
if it plays out, Dave, what happened was a, a couple of seasons ago, we had Camilla in. If you remember her, Joe, she was, she was proper, prim and proper. She was yeah, I liked her. Yeah, she was dead nice. She's actually with the lad still, isn't she, who she got with yeah. on the show. She's genuinely, Dave, dead genuine. She, she was totally out of place on the show. She literally wouldn't even kiss him in front of people. She was so embarrassed. And, and she came and went to, oh, the lads come in, sorry, because the, the lads who were with them went to Casa Amor and the new lads come in. And this lad come in like, he looked like Professor Green. He was about 40, even though he said he was about 30. Tattooed <laughs> up and he played her like an absolute fiddle, didn't he, Joe? He was terrible viewing. He was a horrible guy. And in the end, he got booted off. But he was, he was proper cringy, going all in. He'd seen the show, how vulnerable she was, and he was doing the old patter with her. And, that. and it was a proper moment where you're like, mate, please stop. You are being a dick. So he got voted up. But this is what may happen. And I, I think with Curtis, the, the problem is, oh. I, just, I just don't believe... Anything he's doing, the advice he gives just winds me up every episode I talk about him. He's there like a gazelle across the fucking villa. Oh, my God, someone's talking and they're maybe having a dispute. I better get over there. Gets his cape on, runs over, and he's like, just leave everyone alone. Let everyone pull each other's hair. Let the drinks be thrown on people like we've seen in the past. That's what Love Island's about, having this mediator who's, who, to me, is just a pain in the arse. I don't know what he's... But I did see last night, John Dave... My son sat with me and we're both watching it and she said, watch this, I bet he couldn't. And next minute, something happened and Curtis ran over and he kissed Amy. Next minute, Curtis ran over when Tommy and um, Molly May were going to the horse thing and he's there hugging him because he knows the camera's going to be on them. And it was as if to say, oh shit, the camera's out on me, I better run over. And I think that's what he's doing more than he's actually wanting to give advice. It's purely camera time and, and I'm, I'm not completely sure on this but someone said he may be joining Strictly this year because he's done Strictly Come Dancing Island version and he's done some of the other ones because his brother's one of the dancers on Strictly so that's one of the things with him he doesn't matter if he doesn't win this or not by being on this show he probably will get a spot on that show well his brother's just left Strictly so yeah. I feels like he's ready to step into his, his brother's shoes this yeah. year and I think he knows exactly what he's doing. And that's why I think he's playing this nice role because he can't be working for Strictly and the BBC unless you're a nice boy. So I think that's why he's decided to do <laughs> that particular role. But I tell you what, for, for me, this series is the first series where I have gone, oh, they are moving themselves into position for good camera time. Like you've just said about Curtis, because I felt that about Maura's argument with Tommy. She didn't take him off to one side in front of everybody. She stood on a big piece of grass, actually quite a bit away from Tom, and shouted across at him, knowing, in my mind, that this would make great TV. And I, I feel like they're all moving themselves into, I'll get on camera if I move myself into this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? Funny enough, I know the conversation moved on with us before. As you mentioned more about being in the show, I genuinely was going to say, when she had to go at Tom, she stood in the middle and went, how dare him say that I'm attention-seeking? And she stood on this massive <laughs> pedestal like she was a dictator there on her. I swear to God, Joe Dave, I was going to say it, and she's going... That's ridiculous. I know she would speak like this. I'm not even going to attempt an Irish accent. Even though I've got Irish family, it'd be awful. But, but genu- and I'm thinking, fuck off. You know exactly what you're doing. So I am in total agreement with you, Joe. And that's why I don't think any of them care about who they're partnered up with 
maybe Anton does. He's he's the one that surprised me the most as the series gone on. Maybe he's the only one. And I, I will put money on him and whoever he's with winning this series. Yes. You know I, what? I wouldn't be surprised because I think everyone needs a friend like Maura and like Anton. You know, mm-hmm. they both just tell it how it is. Now, you would probably always want to stay on the right side of Maura, to be fair. But <laughs> I think I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they, those seem to be the loose parts, don't they? And, you know, again, I think they might have been a bit surprised that they, they were voted to stay in tonight. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up together. But you've got to look as well that Anton got through last night and he's not really in a couple. He got yeah. through. He got through. They're not even in love or together or anything. And I genuinely believe that that is because Anton has really turned it round with how he's acted and reacted to being rejected. And he's not sulked or had a tantrum. He's got on with it and he's ever hopeful. And we are British. We do love to see this, the little underdog coming through. And I, I think it doesn't matter now who he's with. I think he's got a real shot of winning, you know. I mean, he's the underdog as much as a, a really great-looking, handsome bloke with a fantastic <laughs> Greek Adonis-like body is, you know. <laughs> so I'm sure on the outside world, he's, he's doing fine. But no, but you're Dave, completely right. Mum shaves his ass. He's yeah. not going to win with that line. <laughs> well, again, you know, we're, we're getting into the fourth week now. I'm, I'm getting a bit worried about him you know it's hot out there so he might be getting a bit hairy and it might all be getting a bit uncomfortable so (laughs) but what do you guys think I mean any surprises for you know the guys who went out so we ended up with Arabella and and Tom going out yeah I was surprised Arabella went because I I thought that they would just choose Maura and Tom because they'd split and so the easy the easy people to choose would be, oh, well, you're not in a couple anymore, guys, so we've got rid of you both. I loved how they did it, how they split the girls and the boys to choose. I really liked how they did that because it did make it a little bit more interesting and a bit more juicy last night. Yeah, it really did. But I was surprised Arabella went, but I I, I mean, I liked her, didn't dislike her, and she's beautiful and all of that, but I think they were bang on. She didn't really offer the villa anything. No, she didn't. And I was team Arabella. Now, I've been team everybody the way it's gone. Each episode, my commitment is terrible. I'm like the guy after Fast Show years ago who gets his mind changed every time someone opens theirs. I'm literally jumping on Mm -hmm. and off people I like. But yeah, I predicted it straight away. Joe, I said to Dave last night, we have a little WhatsApp group going and I said to him, it's these two, Mystic Chris. But he was probably probably the most nailed on prediction I could do because... (laughs) I just don't think Danny as well, as much as the Yuandi thing was not right, he was pretty bad, but I think Yuandi handled it pretty bad. He yeah. doesn't offer anything. He doesn't do anything. He's, he's just there. And I'd said a few episodes ago, if any of these people in Casa more, either the lads or the girls come in, he goes, I'm a model. He's like, oh, fuck off. Just get someone normal in there. What? <laughs> he's just not models. Just stop saying that. You're just unemployed, blagging it for a couple of... Uh, pictures here and there it's like come on you know get real people in there I think that's the only thing with Jack and Danny they felt like I know Danny Dyer's her dad but they felt like they were somewhat normal and there wasn't mm. that ego whereas a lot of them seemed to have because he was a picture yesterday of Arabella and Danny modeling for the same catalogue you don't mean they were together but someone was saying they must have met each other somewhere down the line I saw that online Arabella had a fake stomach like she was pregnant <laughs> oh I did I saw that one 
Yeah, yeah. She, was, she was modeling maternity wear, but it was the same catalog. It doesn't mean they've worked together at all, but someone said, is it not too much of a coincidence that they have the same company they, they work for? I think, I, and I don't know that you'll, I'll have to Google this after, but put it out anyway. I think Maura and Tommy have got the same agent. Ah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh, now we're all cynical. We're all cynical. <laughs> she, she did. Well, actually, so so getting back on that cynical train, and she did absolutely make a beeline for Tommy, didn't she? Which was, you know, a bit strange. Probably turned a, a few people off more initially. But I was a little bit surprised that Arabella went because, I mean, Maura was the easy choice, wasn't she? Mm. Um, but she does make great TV. So I, I was just thinking, hang about, surely it's, if it was the girls choosing the girl to go out, then Arabella, she's gone. Absolutely. Especially with Amber on that boat in, uh, you know, her getting a boat. But the fact that they're going to split those two up, I mean, how's Danny going to react tonight? You know, he's, he's surely going to be a bit upset with the lads getting rid of uh, Arabella because they did seem to get on really well. Whereas Tom, you know, he was definitely gone. So uh, I, I'm interested to see, you know, how that is and how Danny reacts now. I feel like lads cope better though with all that, don't they? I think if it was a, if it was Danny that had gone and Arabella had stayed in, um, there would be a lot, there'd be longer sulking period, I would say. Than, I, I think Danny will be, he'll be all right. I think he'll get on Are you on suggesting, it. Joe, that blokes are slightly shallow and as soon as a pretty girl walks in, Danny's going to be <laughs> happy. He's going to be right as rain again. I was <laughs> never suggesting that, how very dare you. Of course I was suggesting that women sulk longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think whichever theory, I think you're right on both. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move quickly on there, definitely. Um, now, now, Joe, just before we go, have you got any predictions you think may... I know these people are going to come in within the next few weeks, probably not even in the conversation, but at the moment, have you got anybody who you would choose to win it? Yeah, I think I think that, that if a woman comes in, right, in Casa and Moore and plays a blinder and makes us believe that she genuinely likes Anton then they will have it in the bag. Like, it doesn't matter what happens now. I think Anton has done the groundwork for us all to love him. The only problem that could come a cropper with him is if a woman comes in and quite clearly just aims for him because he's single and he'll have anybody right now uh, and doesn't really like him. If we turn on her, he could be a victim of that. But other than that, I do think Anton is the one and I'd like to know the odds on him winning right now. Good question. Good question. Yeah, I like that. I like the way yourself, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I I was checking Labbrooks, again, just part of my obsession, but uh, it seems to have disappeared at the moment. I think Michael and Amber were the favourites, but I think some of Amber's behaviour this week, you know, has, has probably turned people off a bit. I agree. I think Anton, he's just, he's just played everything so well hasn't he and again you know I was saying about taking that great line from Curtis last night where what was it he said he said I'm not going to answer that question because I don't want to (laughs) I just thought brilliant I am going to use that again definitely in the future but I thought the way Anton held his grill in you know about uh, saying that Molly May was a bit fake and and whatever and he just turned around and said look let me ask you this does my opinion even matter it's like, well, no. It's like, well, right. 
then it's done then, isn't it? I thought, brilliant. I like that as well. I'm going to use that one again in the future. So yeah, I completely agree. I think if he genuinely has a connection with someone, uh, and I thought that might be Arabella, but it wasn't, um, I, I think they might be quitting. Unless, of course, you know, the wild card is, we could see someone new. That's true. No, thank you, Dave. I'm just checking odds checker as we speak, guys. And Michael's five to four favourite with the lads. Tommy's second two to one. Then Anton's seven to one. So that's not a bad bet, that. He seven to one? That's just wow. him on his own, though. On that. Yeah, I was just, that's an odds checker, that. So we need to get on there. Definitely all of us. Let's get a tenner on. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Joe, where can everyone find you with your podcast? And, please, and also, can you recommend an episode to me? Because I've just jumped in and out of little snippets of the podcast. I apologise. So I definitely want to get on the train because I love podcasts. Well, we I think we're 42 podcasts in. So I suggest you go right back to the beginning, Chris, and listen to all of them. Get our stats up. <laughs> um, yeah, we are. Could I just, sorry, I know you're going to get your plugs in, Joe. Could I, I just say I was proper laughing out loud where you were quizzing your boyfriend on, you know, who he would choose from that very first episode and he was trying to choose Caroline Flack. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, no, just... He doesn't know what's going on. He thinks Black's one of the blooming contestants. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, um, what, what were you saying there? If you search, I secretly recorded my boyfriend wherever you get your podcasts. That's where we are. And you can hear um, me secretly recording him and he still doesn't know he's being recorded. Uh, and I play bits out to a couple of friends and we discuss and hilarity ensues because he's weird and wonderful. Um, and you'll hear that on the podcast. We're at Recorded Boyf on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. So thank you for that. That's great. Now, Dave, where can everyone find ourselves? So you can get us on Twitter at Love Island Cast, or if you want to email the show, as lots of you have, you can get us at the Love Island Cast at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this, you obviously know where to get us. <laughs> 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 All right. So, Joe, it has been absolutely fantastic to have you on and indulge a bit in Love Island. You're more than welcome to come on anytime because I'm sure it's going to hot up more and more over the next few weeks. Um, now, Chris. Yep. Brilliant. Now, Chris, how would you like to finish us off? You're a wanker, Dave. I don't buy anything. <laughs> I haven't got anything. <laughs> I've got nothing. I do, we do this every week, Joe. We try and get it in there. So, no, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe. Bear in mind, across our like comics podcast, everything we prepare the comics podcast so much to find detail. After eighty episodes, not one of them have we ever prepared an ending bit. We just literally do it on the fly, and we both try and catch right. each other out. It's like a running joke now, isn't it, Dave? It's, I, I can't believe I've even. No, I've had nothing. I've got nothing. What about yourself, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> the clock or something. <laughs> Joe, have you got anything? <laughs> no, that's not me, it? <laughs> well, on that bombshell, we'll catch you again tomorrow. And thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>